This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. I have dry bars. Also dry. Explode like dust. Suck my bars, suck my bars. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? Bad word. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them drag, cow. Suck my balls, huh? Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls and hairy balls. Suck my big balls and hairy balls. Suck my big balls and hairy, 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 Holy shit, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Suck My Bass, Suck My Bass, My Bass, My Bass, Suck My Balls, a South Park review. I'm your host in the scene where the area is clean and I'm lighting up that green. Yeah, boy. MSG. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Matthew underscore a chaffer. Each and every week, my crew is back to talk all that smack. Maybe find some jack, some crack, hit some witches on the back side. That is, that is a long way away, jack and crack. But we're back for another edition of Suck My Balls, a South Park review. If you've never listened to our show, re-review the show in linear fashion. That means episode by episode. We're back for season six. Cool. Uh, so yes, a scoop unexpectedly dropped out the line. Scoop, there it is, Joe. You fucking. I don't know what just happened. Joe, uh, scoop's uh, internet froze up there. So we'll we'll I'll edit that that dead air out there later. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, he's a man that's uh, you know making his way through life. Finding a certain special lady there, you know, and as well as, you know, maybe hitting the ring and reffing your matches. He's back from his long awaited last episode. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for our boy, Joe, who's got a brand new theme song. No, it's not it. Oh, I hit the wrong button. I I was going to try to cue it all up. So here we go. Scoop was here for this because me and Scoop specifically picked out the song. I googled uh, uh, songs that are played too much in a grocery store because I know that's like the crux and the bane of your existence. That and Christmas songs. So, 
anyway, we won't play the whole thing because I don't want to get it for copyright. And I didn't have right. It. I was just and I didn't have it queued up correctly. I was trying to queue it up for the first. That's why I was drawing out 20, 30 seconds. I was trying to hit the chorus. <laughs> but uh, yes, you chased the rain down in Africa. You're back, Joe. How are you feeling? Going to take the life to take me away from you. There is nothing, nothing that a hundred men or more could ever do. Wow, exactly. That's how much you know you've heard this song because we've been to Walmart too much. Uh, well, <laughs> we're back to review Suck My Balls number 86. And that is a season six, episode four, Fun with Veal. Now, Fun with Veal is, of course, the fourth episode of season six and the 83rd overall episode of South Park. It aired on March 27th, 2002. Stan is appalled when he realizes the veal he's been eating is in fact the meat from baby calves. I got to tell you before we start this episode, when I was a young adolescent, this is the first time I learned what a veal was as well. Um, I think I had been told what it was prior. And like, I just don't like veal all that much to begin with. It, it's just a little too tender for me or something, I guess. But it was just like, I, I it, Maybe this was like the first time where I kind of were kind of like really kind of so wait, no, these are baby animals like when they had the and we'll get into the cow farms and ah, look at that one. It looks delicious. <laughs> so, yes, I, I, I'm just saying like I had no idea that what a veal was until I saw this episode of South Park and I found out that it was baby cows. And I to be quite honest, I don't think I've had veal in my lifetime since I still had cow. Just don't eat baby cows. It feels a little weird. Right. Uh, but let's get on to the plot. As I often. haven't had, I haven't had veal parmesan since. Oh, okay. See, like the most I think exquisite I've got when it comes to meat since then is maybe like bison. When I lived in Montana, uh, and bison's not bad. If you get like a fresh bison burger within the week, it's really good. Really, really good. And like, it, it just happened to be that I was. I was driving along, like I think between, I lived in Polson at the time, and I think between Polson and, yeah, so between Polson and Missoula, it's about 70 miles, you can find little small towns across the way. Well, if you want to avoid the main roads, or let's say if you want to take some traffic to get rid of it, you can go through a side road or go through some of the small towns, and sometimes you can get through faster that way, right? So one day I was just happened to go through, and I saw a place that said Bison Burgers. So like the next day I ended up coming back and like having a bison burger and I was like, holy frick, this is so much better than like the bison burger in the store you buy. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that was pretty good. But Miss Chokes on Dick, she's back in this episode. She's got the fourth grade class with her as they go on a field trip, Joe, to start off the episode. And they're at a farm where they breed and produce cow meat. Let's all say hello to Rancher Bob. Hey, Bob. I'm pleased to show you all the wonderful world of beef. Follow me. City kids get to go to museums for field trips. We get cow farms. Now, out here you can see our cattle. This is where the magic begins as the cows eat, sleep, and prepare for certain death. They look so delicious. And here we have the slaughterhouse. This is where we turn the cows into steaks and burgers. Ew! Ah, oh, dude! Anybody want a free sample? Me, 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 me! <laughs> So, yes, as you mentioned at the start of the episode, Cartman is going to portray in this episode the typical meat lover or overzealous meat lover, right? Because, I mean, not yeah, saying yeah. that if you like meat or dislike meat, want to be vegetarian, whatever you want to be, that's your choice. But we all know those people who are on 
who are super uh, extreme to both sides, who are like, I fucking love meat, America, meat, 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 meat. You're like, all right, calm down, bro. And then, like, you've got the people that are like, oh, my God, I just, no, I just can't do it. I can't stand meat. It's disgusting. It has a face. So, yes, Cartman here in this particular instance, as I mentioned, is going to play that antagonist. And the boys, that being Kyle, Stan, and Butters, but more importantly, Stan is going to, uh, you know, end up playing, uh, I guess you might say, the, the the words of moral good wisdom or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. You want to freaking say I it. mean, we know... We know what they were saying he was turning into at the end of the episode. <laughs> we'll get there. The boys then discover that veal is actually baby cow's meat. And uh, baby cow's meat itself. That's kind of like, as we mentioned, that's kind of, kind of disgusting. So the boys are horrified, except Cartman, who joyously claims they look, as we mentioned, they're so tender and scrumptious. And they decide to save the calves from becoming veal. Wait a minute. Veal is little baby cows? Yepper. Then why the hell do they call it veal? Well, if we called it little baby cow, people might not eat it. Yeah, I wouldn't have. Uh, me neither. Oh, man, look at that one. It looks delicious. What? Mm, succulent and juicy. Can we have a free sample of these, too? Well, no, but all these veals are going to the slaughterhouse tomorrow morning. They'll be steaks by the afternoon, and then you can buy them at your grocery store. All right. Tomorrow morning? All right. <laughs> So Stan, Kyle, and Butters then persuade Cartman in the middle of the night to help them rescue calves and bring them to Stan's house. Now, I don't have the full thing here because it's about 90 seconds interaction, but Stan, Butters, and Kyle start by pounding on the window. They're like, come on, asshole. Come on, fat ass. (laughs) And they're like, come on, you're our friend. You're going to help us. He's like, I'm not really feeling like a friend right now after you called me all these names. (laughs) So eventually he's like, you are our friend. So they try to convince Cartman to join them, but Cartman says he's only willing to help them if Kyle is willing to do one thing for him. Will you help us? Yes. Yes, I will. If Kyle will kiss my black ass. What? Just give it a little kiss and I'll help. Screw you, Cartman! Okay, but if you want my help, you have to give it just a little kiss. Kiss it. Go on, dude. It's the only way. No! Kiss it. Come on, kiss it. Just do it really fast and we can go. Have butters kiss it. No, it has to be Kyle. Holy shit. Oh. <laughs> oh man, that was so awesome! <laughs> Sick, I felt it on my face! Okay, very funny, Carmen. Now come on. <laughs> I'm not going with you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have something to say here? It Yeah, it just watch that scene and then watch the Jesse Jackson apology scene. Yeah. Back to back. Kiss you. Kiss you. And then as well. As you also have got Cartman then kind of reproduces this again. Uh, this is also a reproduction again when he uh, – kind of the same joke from the pilot episode when he's not willing to help Jeff Goldblum out or not the – back to the pilot. When they when we go back to that episode and they have Jeff Goldblum in it again <laughs> and Jeff and Kyle and Cartman's like, I will help you if Kyle does it. So Kyle has to stick his hand inside Cartman and he continues to fart. Yeah. So it's definitely a long running joke of Cartman making Kyle get near his asshole. And then uh, yummy, yummy. I love farts in my tummy. I mean, that's the central mm. of Cartman and Kyle's dynamic relationship is farts. <laughs> so when they're discovered now by their parents, after going to the 
farmhouse and using Cartman's mission passive kit is what they really need him for. They break in, they steal all the cows out. They realize, of course, that the veals, uh, the little baby cows are so weak that they can't walk. So they have to carry them back to Stan's house. Butters refuses to take it to his house. The boys barricade the door, though, until they are promised the calves are going to be safe. And that's not going to, that's, of course, going to be the standoff here for this episode. Stanley, did you see? Oh, crap! Stanley, what are you doing with those calves? That asshole is going to kill them and feed them to people. Stanley, they belong to him. They don't belong to anybody. Please, Mom, we don't want these cows to die. Let me hit him, Mom! Stanley, this isn't up for discussion. The rancher is going to take his cows back, and you don't have a choice. Now, of course, when... Oh, wait, more. <gasps> Stanley! Stanley, you open this door right now or you're going to get it! No! Stan, you're behaving like a kid. You're the ones who made me eat veal without telling me what it was. You're the ones who knew we were making little baby animals suffer. Open this door now! Kiss my ass! Oh, geez. He said ass to his parents. You're getting in pretty deep, dude. You're getting in pretty deep, dude. That's pretty true. Like, when you're a kid and you start talking yeah. to your parents, and if you do to your friends, for your friends, your friends are like, whoa, bro. I'm like, she going to do this? You're getting yeah. in. going there right now, bro. So they walk downstairs, and the police officer, Officer Barbrady, and the rancher there are trying to get Sharon to, you know, lie and just say that the cows are going to be safe. And Sharon's like, well, no, I can't do that because then he's going to hate me and regret it. For, I'm going to regret it for the rest of my life. Obviously, she just made that same mistake. So at least she's trying to learn. And then Randy, of course, says he can't remove the door without destroying the house. Uh, Stan even does give the option to the rest of the guys to stick it out with them and says, hey, it's going to get nasty. And if you want to leave, you can. And Cartman's like, I want out. <laughs> Shut up, Cartman. We could be grounded two, three weeks, possibly. Right. I can't lie to my son, okay? If I betrayed him like that, I'd pay for it the rest of my life. Well, that's just too bad. Look, that's $800 worth of veal up there, and I have to ship it out Friday. What are you going to do, Officer Barbrady? Me? How do I get into this mess? So what happens now? I'm going to lock myself in here with these cows until we have a guarantee of their safety in writing. We're with you, dude. Yeah. Don't be so sure, because I'm going to tell you, this is going to get ugly. Real ugly. When all is said and done, you could all be looking at being grounded for three, perhaps even four weeks. So if any of you guys want out, just say the word now. I want out. Shut up, Cartman. <laughs> so now that the rest of the boys uh, are there, of course, or the rest, I'm sorry, the rest of the parents of the boys arrive now at the marshes. So Sharon explains the situation to the parents. You know, she, she even is a little combative back and forth with Sheila, Kyle's mom. Sheila being the one saying, I can go up there and I can get him down. So she knocks on the door initially to try to convince her to come out to no avail. And Sharon sarcastically, oh, good job, uh, Sheila. Yeah, you you did a great job there. She continues to pound on the door and, and, uh, well, Kyle, you know, he's got some words of his own. He yells at her and tells her he's not going to come out. And then Butter's father, Mr. Stotch, even gets in on this. Well, you made me eat veal and didn't tell me what it was. So go ahead and be angry, you baby cow-killing bitch. Very persuasive. Ah, open this door! Open this door! Oh, let, let me try. Butters? Butters? Butters, this is your father. Oh, sweet Jesus. Well, what do I do? Be strong, Butters. You knew it would come to this. Butters, answer me. But, but Dad, they're angry at me. Don't panic. I'll tell you what to say. Butters, right now. Dad, uh, why don't you suck my fat one? What? Oh, sweet Jesus. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> I like that Butters just willingly says it before he thinks about it, saying, oh, what did he say? Oh, sweet Jesus. Right. 
So oh now God. <laughs> the situation quickly escalates into a standoff between the boys and the police, who are, of course, now the boys are now declared terrorists. Before we get to that clip, though, Joe, Joe did you ever cuss at your parents when you were a kid? Maybe once or twice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, I, I cussed out my parents quite a bit. <laughs> I never cussed out my parents too much. Once I called my mom a bitch. And she stopped the car and made me get the fuck out and walk in the middle of the snow. So I never called my mom. I, I may have uh, called my mom that once or twice, too. And the second time after I picked myself up the, off the floor, I was told very plainly, don't ever call my wife a bitch again. Not don't call your mother a bitch. Don't call my wife. I'm <laughs> like, oh, Oh, I, I insulted someone's manhood just now. Fuck. Right. So Stan, uh, well, I mean, I, like I said, I, that was only my dad. Uh, me and my dad, I can yell it back and forth because we'd have like heated conversations. But it was never out of like, mm-hmm. I effing hate you. you know, like nothing crazy like that. You know what I mean? I, I was 17 and dumb. Yeah, no, I did stupid stuff. Er. Like so uh, not maybe not to that extent, but, you know, uh, to avoid starving. Now, I'm sorry, the, the situation, as I mentioned there, the situation escalated quickly. So now we're going to get a news update about what's going on outside the boy's house, Stan's house. You guys, check this out. Tom, I'm standing in front of the house oh. where four insane Butters. boy terrorists have barricaded themselves inside a room with 23 live infant cattle. Hey, look, some other kids are doing the same thing we are. Ugh. Several attempts to break into the room have proven unsuccessful, Tom, and the crisis is intensifying. Here's what some people had to say. We were just sleeping when suddenly we heard all the commotion. I mean, to think this could happen right here in our own community. We gave those kids everything, and they turned into little John Walkers. So, yes, I don't have this next part of the clip, but the boys do also get some support from the hippies. Cartman's even pissed about that. See that, Stan? Goddamn hippies. (laughs) So he was, yeah, he was Hartman's not happy. Just days for hifties, yeah. So, but to avoid starving, they eat some food that is smuggled in by Mrs. Cartman, which contains beef jerky and fried chicken. While most of the group is, of course, eager to eat this food, and Cartman happily feeds some of the jerky to one of the calves, while Kyle's saying, "Dude, that's messed up." Dude, food. Miss Cartman, what are you doing? Oh, I just can't stand to see my baby suffer. Oh, dear God, you've ruined everything. All right. See, now we can hold out for weeks. Look, you guys, beef jerky. Yeah, and fried chicken. What? Mmm. Dude, what are you guys doing? We're eating, dude. You're eating meat. What the hell do you guys think we're doing all this for? Hey, I'm doing it to save little baby cows. I'm not going to stop eating meat altogether. Me neither. Yeah, if you don't eat meat at all, you become a pussy. (laughs) That's fine. You guys can live off of flesh, but I'm never eating meat again. Go ahead. That's more for us. You want some beef jerky, buddy? Yes, who's your buddy? Who's hungry? Who's a hungry man? Dude, that's messed up. (laughs) (laughs) Feeding cow to cow? Who's a hungry man? That being said, it is kind of messed up for us as humans, but in the animal kingdom, that might not be messed up, too. So, who knows? You know, cows, animals don't have the morals, I guess, that humans do. They don't see each other like that. Or oh, it's my, one of my own. They don't. I don't think there's any strong thought that goes into that. But Stan feels so strong about the cause of saving the calves that he becomes fully vegetarian. He eats only apples. Cartman makes fun of him with a bit of foreshadowing, saying, "If you don't eat meat, you become a pussy. If you get meat, you become pity. 
As a result, Stan comes down later in the episode with a strange illness and develops sores all over his face, which uh, kind of resemble vaginas. Uh, meanwhile, Cartman outwits an incompetent FBI negotiator and manages to get their hands on some heavy weaponry, including an ICBM at one point. Hello? Hello, my name is Mike. I'm a negotiator. Is it okay if I talk to you? Uh, hold on. It's some negotiator named Mike. What do I do? Don't give him anything. What do I say? Ah, give me that. Talk to me, Meg. I'm here to make sure we can all end this peacefully. You want that, right? Sure, sure. How about we make a trade just to show that we can trust each other? What'd you have in mind? Well, how about you send out one of the cabs? Oh, Meg, break my balls here, Meg. Just one. That's all we want. All right. How about this? You guys have all the leverage and we have nothing. So how about we give you one calf? Cartman, no! Dude! We'll give you one calf if you'll give us some guns and ammunition of our own. What? I, I can't do that. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were talking here, but I guess you're not talking to me. Goodbye. No, no, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Y you're right. You're, what reason do you have to trust me? I'm just a guy from Lakewood trying to make ends meet, you know? Just a blue-collar guy like your dad. Don't have a dad, Mike. It's not going to work. Oh, all right. Uh, some guns. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Don't have a dad, Mike. I can win. All right. I'll, I'll see what I, get, I can do. So fucking Cartman lays it in thick there. And, of course, Lakewood, Colorado, not too far from myself or you. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Lakewood. Yeah, I was going to say, I was, I was just in Lakewood the other day. Right? I know. It's crazy. I know. I, too, just, uh... I just met some people from over there. I was like, oh, what's going on? Just met someone from others. Cartman, of course, uh, you know, he, he outwitted him. Then he continues to negotiate. He ends up negotiating for a cattle truck driven by Michael Dorn in a full wharf makeup from Star Trek. And he must address Cartman as captain to drive them to the airport so they can escape to Mexico. Mexico. He also gets the FDA to change the term from veal to tortured baby cow. And he almost gets North and South Dakota. Mike, babe. How are we doing? We got a real sick kid here, Mike. Did you get the other things for us? Well, I did manage to get the FDA to officially change the word veal to tortured baby cow. Good, good. But I couldn't get you north and south Dakota. Oh, Mike, breaking my bars, Mike. Now, now please, can, can we get you to come out? All right, everything has worked out. The boys have promised to come out and bring the cows out with them. Oh, oh, I'm sorry I doubted your abilities, Mr. Negotiator. They're coming out now? Yes. All we need to do in return is get a cattle transporting semi-truck that will take the boys and the cattle to Denver International Airport where we have a fully gassed airplane waiting to take them all to Mexico. What? And they want the guy that plays Mr. Worf on Star Trek to drive the truck. In full makeup. Jesus Christ! All right, that does it. You are, in fact, the worst negotiator I've ever seen in action. All right, all right, I'll give you that. But in return, I want three staples. Get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, I'll give you that. I didn't return. I three staples. <laughs> so now Cartman, while giving directions to Michael Dorn, insists, as we mentioned, that he call him captain. All right! Ah, shut up, you friggin' hippies. That's the hippies, as we mentioned. All right, Mr. Worf, start the engine and put her in gear. Oh, and you must refer to me as captain. Where am I supposed to drive to? No, see, you must say, captain, where am I supposed to drive to? Captain, where am I supposed to drive to? You're going to back the truck up to the door of the house so we can safely load in the cabs. This whole thing is ridiculous. Captain, this whole thing is ridiculous. Captain, this whole thing is ridiculous. <laughs> I just looked at you reluctantly. So the boys yeah. eventually are outmaneuvered, though, by the police as they had in putting a bunch of balloons under the truck. So that way, as the boys, uh, Michael Dorn is driving them to the airport, 
or they're driving them to the airport as they drive by the ranch. As soon as they get towards the ranch, they hit the balloons or hit the button on the car. The balloons go off. And now, of course, then the calves would be fully returned right back to the rancher. Um, however, they're, as we mentioned, outmaneuvered by police who capture the truck. And the boys are ultimately successful, though, as uh, since at this point, the rancher no longer wants his calves since Veal is now known as tortured baby cow meat. And there is no longer a market for Veal. All right, boys. Just stay right there until your parents arrive. Can I go now? Here you go, Mr. Rancher. I got your cattle back for you. Oh, well, it doesn't matter now. What do you mean? In the 24 hours since the word veal was officially changed to little tortured baby cow, the market has gone dry. Seems when people see little tortured baby cow on their menus, they don't feel like ordering. Really? Yep, damn things ain't worth spit now. I'll let them live outside with the other cows and live a normal life. You hear that, Stan? It worked. We shut down the veal industry. So Stan is now so now so sick that he must be rushed to the hospital, and he's confined to the hospital bed for two weeks. The doctor describes Stan's disease as vaginitis, <laughs> a condition which occurs when one stops eating meat, which causes its victim to break out vaginas all over his body. Quote, if he had stopped eating meat completely, says the doctor, he would have turned into one great big giant pussy. A joke that Cartman said earlier in the episode. He's very lucky you got him here when you did. He was in a very advanced state of vaginitis. Vaginitis? It occurs when a person stops eating meat. Those sores on his skin were actually small vaginas. If we hadn't stopped it in time, Stan would have eventually just become one great big giant pussy. Whoa, dude. We've got an IV of pure beef blood pumping into Stan's veins and the sores are fading. Thank God we stopped it in time. Well, I guess we learned something today. It's wrong to eat veal because the animals are so horribly mistreated. But if you don't eat meat at all, you break out in vaginas. Hear, hear. They got him stepped in town. <laughs> Herman's one lines always get me. I have to try not to drink. Yeah. They got me down in town. <laughs> so although the other boys get grounded for their misdemeanor, the parents decide to treat them to burgers before heading home, in which they're all excited about. Well, right, boys, it's time to go home. You've got some serious grounding time to start. I'll say. Uh, we're still grounded, but, but we, we learned things and took up a cause. Yes, Kyle, but you still defy your parents. And you need to learn that terrorism is never the answer. That's right, let's get these terrorists to their rooms. But first, maybe we can grab some burgers. All right! <laughs> the whole time, the whole episode, I mean, yes, they just talked about vaginitis there and you gotta eat meat, but you know, you would think maybe they don't wanna eat meat after hanging around meat for that long. I don't know, it's just me, the smell, like the texture, I might take right. burgers for a week or I- so. Like, no, you know what? I think I want some fried chicken. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. I might want some fish. Maybe some fish would be healthier and clean right now. So that's your full recap of the episode. We're going to go ahead and kick it over to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Scoop. He's here with us. Right back. So we just want to take this time out to recognize our sponsor, the Baked Boys Club. BigBoysClub.com provides you with all of the sickest apparel available for all your cannabis-related merchandise representation needs. My boy here, Ian. Like back. How you doing, dude? I mean, he's baked. We're baked. Yeah, We're just chilling. Baked. You know? Big Boys Club. Man, I mean, I went... They've got some sick ass merch, dude. Like hats. Yeah, I just ordered the big mystery box with the hat, the oh, two shirts. I'm jealous. And the sticker. Like all oh, the 
using our coupon that brought it down to 47, baby. Oh my God. Go to suck my balls odd code if you enter that in at bigboysclub.com. Put that in there. Coupon code is what I was going to say on the payment page. Yes. Or a little date. We want you to be baked with us. Join the club. Go to bigboysclub.com. Not just a brand. The lifestyle. <laughs> Stupid. And once again, shout out to our sponsor, thebakedboysclub.com. Use our code SUCKMYBALLSPOD and you'll save 15% off your order. The Baked Boys, not just a brand. It's like a lifestyle, bro. It's like Tyler Lifestyle. And uh, he was supposed to join us at the top of the podcast, but 1,700 houses went out, had power outages at the same time we started this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> wait, making his way back to the fucking podcast. Thumbs scoop. All right. An unfortunate turn of events. As soon as we start recording, the power went out in your area. It's crazy. Yeah, it was pretty funny. It was just like that. It was all out. And then I've had, I've had that happen to me on pin drops. I was on a phone call with Darren, who we had on last week while you were out. And we were trying to get, I don't even remember what pin it was, but we were trying to pick up a pin off one of the pin deal websites. And as soon as three o'clock hit, power went out in the whole fucking, oh. the whole block. Like somebody had Damn. hit him transformer or like a something that fell and hit a transformer so yeah it wasn't even like oh let me go turn the, the breaker on you know what i mean it was like uh, it was just out for four or five hours and that's at that point i actually went and hung out with you that day joe that was the day i called you and i was like hey can i come hang out my power's out <laughs> yeah yeah i remember that and then i ended up calling <clears throat> that night because they didn't get the power turned back on until that later that night so and i had no clean clothes no shower, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So I just let my boss know, hey, power went out my whole block, and I can't really do anything. He was like, all right, it's fine. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, no what did Kenny say still. Kenny is not with us. He will be returning here in season six. But Scoop's back. So Scoop, why don't you take us some of the trivia through Fun with Veal? This is the first episode in which Cartman suggests killing butters, the second being good times with weapons. Vaginitis is a real illness, although unrelated to the one portrayed in this episode. The illness portrayed in this episode on pellagra, which is caused by a deficiency of niacin, is also common in people who do not eat red meat. (laughs) A picture of Stan and his dog Sparky is seen in his bedroom. Former Carl Denkins was referred to as former Bob Denkins in this episode. Butters is seen playing adeptly with a G36 rifle. Cartman has already known that Mr. Dinkins kills trespassers on site and Scott Tennerman must die, which will put the group at fatal risk, but he still joins them. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that call out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But maybe at the same time, that's why they needed Cartman and his Mission Impossible kit, because Cartman knew the lay of the lamp. He knew. <laughs> yeah. <Damn. laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Cartman states that Stan and Kyle called him names three times in the last 3.2 seconds, which is incorrect because the approximate time is seven seconds. I don't know why I wrote that down. I'm sorry. <laughs> Stupid fact. The baby that, that's a in- JV fact. That oh. is a JV fact. Oh, you wrote that down? No, no. I'm saying oh. that sounds like some you kind of write, shit yeah, fact that I would write down. 
I'm just saying it. That sounds like some shit you see at a con. In the episode Fun Reveal, Kirby says that Stan and Kyle called your names in 3.2 seconds, which is actually approximately 7 seconds. Can you go ahead and elaborate why you chose to use that mathematical time display to articulate how long it took Eric Carbon to formulate his thoughts and point out the fact that he was insulted? Shut up, nerd. <laughs> Shut up, nerd. Um... <laughs> In the episode of Itchy and Scratchy, Itchy hits Scratchy with the xylophone <laughs> on the same rib, and it produces two separate tones. <laughs> so the, the baby bulls and baby cows have udders, which they don't in real life. When the boy suggests keeping the calves at Butter's house, he says, no, 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 no. This audio was later recycled in South Park, The Stick of Truth, where it is sometimes said by his character Paladin Butters when he is attacked. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. So that's your trivia there. Joe, why don't you break down the pop culture and the continuity? Randy Marsh compares the boys to Little John Walkers, which was meant as a reference to John Walker Lind, who was called the American Taliban. He was an American who fought for the Taliban at the uh, beginning of the War on Terror. That's right. Michael Dorn. Oh, go ahead. He was once he eventually abducted and put in prison and all that, like back in the United States. Oh, yeah, yeah. He got sent to Gitmo, if I remember correctly, because terrorists have no rights. But uh, according to America, I'm not trying to. Anyway, moving on. He was released. Michael Dor- he was? Yeah. On May 23rd, 2019, was released from the Terra Hot Indian Federal Prison. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. He was in Prior Indiana. to the end of his 20-year okay. sentence. Jesus, so he just got out. That's crazy. Yeah, that was it. and he got out early if he got out in oh, 2019. He still got a lot of shit uh, because probably- of it. Although he accepted several probation requirements due to his continued support of Islam- Islamist ideology, the probation lasts for the remaining three years of his sentence. Ah, uh, probably on like house arrest, halfway house type bullshit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Bastard. So basically, because so basically because he didn't leave Islam, they're still labeling him an extremist, and he very well might be. But different political conversation for a different day. Um, <laughs> as we alluded to earlier in the podcast, Michael Dorn is famous for playing Lieutenant Worf on Star Trek: The Next Generation. He is portrayed in this episode wearing a sweatshirt. That bears the logo of Pasadena City College, which is, in fact, his real-life alma mater. After this episode, Dorn revealed that he was a fan of South Park and would have provided his voice for the episode had he been asked. Nice. That's a good little factoid. Yeah. Yeah, that is cool. And I... Like South Park may have still, at this point, may have not necessarily been afraid of asking people, but either just didn't want to spend the money or like, oh no, there's no way this guy likes our shit. Yeah, it's pretty expensive, especially when you're first starting out and you're like your first 10 season or something to get like actual famous people to come on there. It was really expensive. But I mean, they had like Jennifer Aniston and Clooney and those guys do it for SAG minimum. I'm sure they could have gotten Dorn to do the same. Oh yeah, true, true. But yeah. Like, they got Clooney to play a gay dog. 
Cartman's Mission Impossible Breaking and Entering playset is a parody of the Mission Impossible series, and you can hear a parody of the theme song playing in the background as the boys are breaking into the ranch at midnight to save the veal. The negotiations over the phone, the cattle truck, and most of this episode, such as the part where Cartman was standing outside the front door ordering that the men step back, is all in homage to the 1975 film Dog Day Afternoon, which, if you haven't seen it, is fucking great. One of Pacino's best. But, well, okay, one of his best that isn't The Godfather. Um... The negotiator tells Cartman that he's just a guy from Lakewood trying to make ends meet. Of course, as we hit on earlier, Lakewood is a middle-class suburb of Denver. Cartman, Cartman at one point has a nightmare about Uncle Jesse. This says it's from Full House. It could have been also from um, Dukes of Hazzard trying to molest him. (laughs) That's your uh, pop culture. Joe finishes up with some of this continuity. Mm-hmm. That's three factoids here. After telling Cartman several times not to do so, i.e. in death, Mr. Hanky, the Christmas Pooh, and most famously in South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut, Kyle himself calls Sheila Broflovsky a bitch in this episode. This is the second time Cartman makes a creature a cannibal feeding a baby cow beef jerky. The first time, of course, was I call it Mr. and Mrs. Tennerman Chili. Right. Yeah. And physical. Um, after just a uh, few weeks, maybe a little longer than that, because of breaks between seasons and everything, the catchphrase of you're breaking my balls returns. You're breaking my balls. Yes, sir. You're breaking my balls. Yeah, that would have been the second to last episode of season five when Kenny dies, right before Butter's very own episode. Right, right. Okay, yeah, you're right. So, yeah. Building that shakies. You're breaking my balls. All right, well, that's your continuity as well as we went through your trivia and pop culture. Wrap up a couple things here. Scoop, what would you like about this episode? All right. I got a couple things about this episode. First and foremost, when Cartman feeds the cow's cow itself, I thought thought that was fucking genius. Right. I kind of like Butters in this one where he wants to help, but at the same time he can't, you know. That's stupid. Um, I liked the vaginitis. That, that was pretty funny. And I loved the um, negotiator because that's not what happens at all in real life. You don't get anything from a negotiator. Well, that news just terrible. Yeah, Cartman got him good, too. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Worf, and I definitely love them adding Worf. <laughs> I need Worf to try the trick. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's... Sorry, Captain. <laughs> That was a couple looks like of uh, Joe's as well. Joe, what else did you like? All three of mine. Um, sure, you guys fuck. Had, same three. Same. Uh, there was the um, <clears throat> the only other thing that really jumps out is in the beginning of the episode. Well, not the beginning of the episode. Probably around the middle um, when they get when the news labels them. 
boy terrorists or whatever. It it was just um the it and I realize it more now than I did when I was in high school watching it. It just was a really good pointing out of how quickly the media is to jump or sensationalize things in order to push a narrative. But they were doing that, and then it also had the double end end of the blade. Like, no, this is literally the least interesting thing we have today. So here's video of puppies. <sighs> it's true. Uh, I also like not going to work, man. I don't have a dad. It's one of my favorite parts. Um, so yeah, I think that's some of our top likes. Any of our anything you dislike, Scoop? You don't like about this episode? I didn't like the parents in this episode. I thought they could have done a little differently with the parents, but okay. that's pretty much it. Parents, how about you, Jim? Um, usually it won't necessarily push one side of an agenda. Like it'll make fun of both sides, like the meat eaters and the super hardcore vegans and everything. But like it was, they kind of went out of their way on this one to like, yo, if you don't eat you meat, you turn into a giant pussy. Whereas most other episodes will just make fun of both of them. Right. So you wanted to see, you know, like balance. you wanted to see more of the balance. Yeah. It, it just, it was very obvious. They took a side on this one. Yeah. So my biggest complaint is this is just like, I kind of feel like this is just a, a filler type episode. Like it really serves no purpose in the context of South Park to me personally. Like, and, and to you, it, it and that kind of plays into your last point. It kind of feels like it's a, a an episode made to push something, hey, made to push an idea. You know what I mean? Uh, so it's yeah, it's forgettable. To be quite honest, yeah, it's it, it feels like they phoned it in. I mean, they put some effort into it. They didn't want to make it a complete pile of shit. But it definitely feels like it was phoned in. All right. Well, I would say, honestly, that this is probably maybe my top 200. I don't know about you, Scoop. What do you think? Yeah, definitely top 200. No, nothing probably, I would say, top 250, like 234 or something in there. You know, it's it's a forgettable episode. It doesn't really have... Uh, a laughable laugh out loud moment where you just kind of like, <laughs> oh shit, that's funny. But it's got you know, it's got <laughs> oh, that's funny, you know. Yeah. Kind of like you said, it's it's a filler episode made to push you know push an idea and forget. So, Joe, is this in your top two hundred? Um, yeah, it's in the top sixty six percent, top two thirds about. Okay, so there's three hundred episodes, top one hundred, top two hundred, top three hundred, then. Yeah. Top two hundred, then. What are you saying? Yeah, top two. Yeah, top two. Give me a number here, guy. <laughs> uh, top 200. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, there you go. There's another edition of... As I mentioned at the top of the show, I'm your host of the Seam of the Year is Clean, and I'm lighting up that green. Yeah, boy. MSG. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Matthew underscore Schaffer. Each and every week, I host a podcast called Like the Fuse. AEW Review Podcast, where we review and break down AEW Dynamite. You can check it out on patreon.com slash homie media group or on youtube.com slash homie media group or bit homies. 
YouTube channel itself, Mr. OVW. You can also check out patreon.com slash TV, where I'm the editor, producer for 10-time WCW Tag Team Champion, WWE Hall of Famer, Stevie Ray. You can also subscribe to on YouTube, youtube.com slash TV or on twitch.tv slash TV. Um, Scoop, what's going on in your world today? you have anything fun coming up in your life? Anything exciting? Uh, no, not today. Uh, all the excitement's already happened, and it's time to grow and learn and move on with my life. Okay, well, Fucking that's good to bitches. hear. All right, I like Fuck that. Fuck bitches. Fuck, Fuck bitches. Joe, what about you? You piss me off. Oh, um... This is going to be after August 8th, so if you weren't in Salt Lake City for uh, Devotion Championship Wrestling featuring the big LG Doc Gallows Gallows and what is wrong with you, um, I got uh, Primo's Premier Pro Wrestling coming up at the Watering Bowl in Denver on August 29th. Uh, Saturday, August 28th, we will be at the Boulder Taco Fest with some Lucha Libre. So uh, come on by, check us out, have some tacos, have some beer, and uh, watch some wrestling. Um, And then uh, September 18th, my God, it is already that close, is uh, the 12th annual Slave to Death match that will be streaming live on pay-per-view and all that fun stuff. I'll have more details on that later. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for another edition of, as we like to say, <laughs> balls. Suck my balls. A South Park review. Don't you touch that? If you throw that away, I will rape you in the mouth. Okay? I will rape you in your fucking mouth. Okay? <laughs>